0: Hi everyone, welcome to our first podcast episode. So today's episode, we'll be uh, talking about life as a junior doctor in Singapore and in Melbourne. Uh, but we're going to focus on Singapore first, our homeland. And today, uh, as for our special guest, we have someone really special. Jaiya, who is it?
1: So we got our very own SMSV alumni member. Yes. Um, someone who's very close to our hearts, you know, who's, who has been very active in SMSV. Um, she's our former president. Um, yeah, give us a round of applause.
0: Yes, welcome, Kathy. How are you,
2: Dr. Kathy? <laughs> Dr. Kathy, how are you? <laughs> you don't need to call me Dr. Kathy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: Yes, I'm good. How are y'all?
0: Yeah, we are doing all good. Thanks for asking. Well. Yeah, how's how's life in Singapore?
2: Life in Singapore is good. I mean, ah, uh, now I'm working in. So I'm ah. Uh, just became a medical officer about a month ago, which is equivalent to HMO1 in Australia. Mm -hmm. So I started in February last year. So February last year to February this year was my house officer year, which is my intern year. And then I started a medical officer year. So now I'm working in um, KK Hospital Children's Emergency.
3: Mm. And
2: uh, yes, it's good. And as a house officer, I did... um, three postings which is general surgery in tanting, mm-hmm. um pediatrics in KK Hospital, and then internal medicine, which is like Gen Med in SGH.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Just before we get into any like like concrete questions, just tell us like how was the life in Melbourne compared to like Singapore? Like generally?
2: Okay. To be honest, life in Melbourne and Singapore is very different. Mm-hmm. Um if you look at maybe I can't really speak so much about the HMO year yet because it's quite different in the emergency department. But at least the intern year, um, you have to do three postings, which is um, the general surgery and gen med is compulsory and the third one is optional.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I mean, working hours are long. If you look at like general surgery posting as an intern, you have to get to work by, by later six. la. Six is the latest. Oh. I've been there like around 5.30 before. Oh, no. Yeah. And um, working hours are long. But the thing is, you I mean, technically, um, the day work in the ward, you end by 5 p.m. But mm-hmm. sometimes you can end, in, in general surgery postings, specifically you can end as late as 7 and 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. But usually in gen med, you should end by 5 plus. So the daily ward work is something you will get used to. After a month, the first two months, I would say is a culture shock. Um, Not just in terms of the hours. I'll tell you more about why it's a culture shock. Mm -hmm. Um, Mainly because um, how it works here is that you also have calls, which is like you have to fulfill um, one call a week, roughly. Sometimes up to two. So how a call works is that I get to work in the morning. I do my ward work until 5 p.m. And then my call starts at 5pm till the next day, 6am. And then I have my ward work until 12 noon and I get to leave. So it's about 30 hours of work. And I mean, you may get to sleep one, two hours. Yeah. And how calls work is that um, all the new admissions you see, I mean, you have a HMO attached to you and there's a registrar as well. Mm -hmm. Um, The nurses call you for like, if there's like low blood pressure, high heart rate, you know, all the small, small things the nurses will call you. Mm -hmm. So um, I guess the difference between um, Melbourne and Singapore, I I don't really know much about internship in Melbourne. But when I came back to Singapore, it was a very big culture shock because I was expected to be very independent in Mm -hmm. terms of like during calls, you're pretty much on your own. I mean, you have a medical officer, you can escalate to, but you need to make clinical judgments yourself. You need to see patients yourself. You need to deal with difficult situations yourself because there are no med calls here. Mm. There's only clues. So essentially, the med call, right, is call the, call the intern. Right. Yeah. yeah, low blood pressure, they call the intern. High heart rate, they call the intern. And it's up to you on how you want to escalate. So, and also in terms of daily ward work, like for example, in gen med, there is a strong culture of presentation here. So for example, the registrar and the consultant will come and you are expected to see like, maybe you split with your co-interns, right? And then you see a specific number of patients and you have to present to them. And presentation itself is a very hard skill that takes very long to master. I myself am not great at it right now. Mm. Like you have to summarize the case and and that's something I didn't do much as a student in Melbourne lah. Even as a fifth year, maybe in my ED posting a bit, but in my GenMed postings, I was re- never really expected to like present. Mm. All right. And, yeah. because, um, and here there's also a culture of what we call pre rounding.
3: Mm-hmm. So,
2: for example, in GenMed, I come early, all right. I put up my notes, all right. And the notes here are quite detailed like past medical history, you have to put a summary of what has happened so far. And then I have to see the patient physically before the retch or consultant comes at 8, and I need to have a plan. Okay. For example, if I have a patient who's like admitted for like fluid overload, mm-hmm. I have, let's say the fluid overload is better, the echo is normal, there's no like pericardial effusion, then I'll say, okay, I want to oralize the LASIKs, that kind of thing. They would expect you to have a plan, la, which was what was quite a challenge for me initially. Yeah. The general surgery posting was okay, In terms of, you don't really need to have a plan. The surgeons will tell you what to do. But hours are very long and you're expected to be fast. But Mm -hmm. the thing is, um, after the two months, I mean, over the whole year, you will definitely become much better. Yeah, the good thing is at the end of the year, I have become, I mean, my knowledge has improved, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I'm slightly more confident in managing um, acute situations. Yeah. So that's the difference between Melbourne and Singapore. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. Wow. That's a lot of info to take in. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, that know. sounds so intense. Like I mean, I've always known Singapore to be like super intense and they want like their interns to be like very independent, but very like, proficient. Yeah. Yeah, but, I like... mean, but
2: the thing is, people here are nice. It's not that bosses here are mean. I have never really met any I mean there are some consultants who will be a bit more strict. Mm-hmm. But most medical officers, registrars are all nice. And if it's your first few months, they really understand. Lah. Yeah, but I mean, it's definitely stressful in the first year, but things do get better. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, do you have any help along the way? Like your senior doctors that will help you? Or like- yeah, yeah. So,
2: I mean, every call, most of the medical, as an intern, most of the medical officers I had on call were all very nice. Okay. So, if there was a situation where I didn't know how to handle, I can always just ask them and they're all willing to help me. And the good thing is there's a lot of teaching here. So, I mean, now with COVID, there's no face-to-face teaching, but it's all over Zoom. Mm. Um, at least twice a week, you get teaching on different topics. And uh, there's a lot of hands-on skills that you learn as well. Uh, yeah.
0: Okay. Oh, wow. That's cool. So- yeah. That's a complete package. Yeah, that's interesting, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've seen like some of the interns and registrants here get teaching as well in like our rural schools. But like, Correct. I, yeah.
2: I think the metro schools in Melbourne also do have teaching, yeah. mm-hmm. intern teaching like once a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think teaching is something standard across la mm-hmm. in Australia and Singapore. Yeah, I mean, I guess the, the difference in Australia is that Maybe sometimes you might feel that some some bosses might be a bit more nurturing because it's just the culture is very different. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just I mean Singapore is just a more direct kind of culture, but still they are not mean or anything. Mm-hmm. They still have um, want you to learn lah. Yeah.
1: So like you mentioned, there. This is quite a long um session. Like each shift can be quite long. yeah um, mm. How do you get work-life balance you know do you get time to relax with
2: your friends family things like that okay so the first three months was difficult to be honest i was like struggling sort of to like balance and also find finding how to like you know every day i'll come home just be so tired sleep but after the three months you get used to things because your knowledge also gets better all right you get you get customized to the routine so mm-hmm. after that, slowly, I mean, over weekends, weekends, how it works is that um, if you're not on call, all right, you usually plan with, usually the, the rule is you'll get one off day a week, lah, unless your team is very poor manpower. And weekends on Saturdays is up to 12.
3: Mm-hmm. Sundays
2: is up to 12. Unless you're on call, weekend calls are terrible because your call starts at 12 until the next day and then you round. But uh, so, I mean, you end at 12, you sort of have the whole Saturday or Sunday. To like chill with your friends so i think um in terms of social life there is definitely a balance la, but it takes some time to get used to before you get there la.
0: Mm. and also i heard like the working hours in singapore like they might say like okay you're supposedly ending at like 5 pm but that rarely happens that rarely plays out is that true like you mentioned about that just now too
2: Okay, so actually, it really depends on your posting. So when I was in pediatrics and gen Med, most of the time, I managed to leave by like 5.30. Okay. Yeah, unless unless there's um, some teams have poor manpower or like the ward is really overflowing. Like gen Med, because Singapore is an aging population, uh, then the load of patients is really crazy. Mm. Yeah, so unless there's a lot of patients and can't manage. I mean, in gen Med, the latest I've left is maybe 6.37.
3: Mm. Same
2: for So it's not that bad. It's just general surgery, which can be quite long hours because of the sheer volume of patients. And also, there's a lot of administrative stuff to do and mm. all that. Yeah. But I mean, the general surgery posting is just four months. Yeah. And if you are interested in general surgery, you will definitely enjoy it because the scope of general surgery here that I saw was very different from that in Melbourne. So when I was in Melbourne, I did general surgery in box Hill, I think. Yeah, box Hill. Mm-hmm. So I saw mean I mean, I saw, I was posted to like plastics team, then upper GI. Mm-hmm. And then my fifth year, I got plastics for six weeks. But here what happens is there's a lot of different teams like colorectal, there's upper GI, there's the breast team, there's plastics. There's also, uh, what else is there? Uh, there's trauma, there's HPB, which is hepeto pancreatic biliary. So, you will rotate through all the different teams each month. Mm-hmm. So, if you're a surgically inclined person, right, you will definitely go through, like, all the core stuff, like, colorectal, HPB, which is interesting, lah. La. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, you get a lot of experience hands-on
2: experience. yeah. So even though I'm, I mean, I'm not interested in surgery, I'm not surgically inclined, but because of the calls and all, you know, you have to manage things like high drain outputs, wound bleeding and all that. You get used to it lah. Mm. Which is also useful when you, in the future, even if you become a, like a GP or a, you know, a physician, not a surgeon, you still need to know basic, like, you know, wound care, and like managing these kind of conditions.
0: Mm, I see like I, I heard like in Singapore it's really hard to get into specialist courses right especially but like, right now yeah right now but like what are the chances for like students like us you know international students who studied elsewhere and coming back like how do you think do we do you think we have a fair play, playing field or is you it- mean
2: like getting a job or getting a Spot in a specialty,
0: uh, getting a job in a specialty,
2: yeah. Okay, first, getting a job wise, yeah. I'm not sure if they're still continuing the PEG for um, overseas students. Do are they still continuing? It? Yeah, I
0: think they have uh, interviewed, yeah. this, <laughs> not yet announced, but like, yeah,
2: okay, all right. So, for, for us, um, we had that PEG thing, so okay. I didn't get it in my first year, the fourth year, I got it only in my fifth year. So once you get the PG, your job is guaranteed lah because okay. you are bonded, right?
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: the, the advantage of the PEG is it allows you to work one year in Melbourne and then come back to Singapore.
3: Mm-hmm. If
2: not for the PG, they do offer jobs also. So it's like job interview. Mm-hmm. So I think all, all my batchmates got a job back in Singapore. This was in 2019. Lah. Mm-hmm. All of them got a job back in Singapore. But... It is getting more competitive because after my year, the SMC actually cut down like a few Australia schools, a few Irish schools from the list of recognized schools. Monash is definitely still recognized. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So it's about the getting a job wise. My tips is that there's the interview. The interview is a fully medical interview. They're not going to ask you like much personal questions and all. So mm-hmm. you really have to prepare well for that interview. Usually what they'll do is they'll ask you acute things like management of DKA, DKA, diabetic ketoacidosis. It's very common. You manage diabetic ketoacidosis very commonly as an intern mm-hmm. in Singapore. Mm-hmm. Management of DKA, uh, management of like hypotension, management of anaphylaxis. So it's really about reading up. There's a few resources we can give to you all, like Singapore-based resources. And mm-hmm. then trying to do your best in the interview. So, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, and after the, yeah.
2: getting a job should not be a problem, I feel. In yeah. terms of getting specialty, now specialty everywhere is competitive. Even Melbourne is very competitive to get into a specialty. Mm-hmm. So in, if you're looking at, um, like for example, um, GenMed in Singapore is called internal medicine. Mm-hmm. My senior batch, about four of them got in as an intern. Mm. And my batch, about one or two of them got in as an intern. So getting into internal medicine, is not, um, it's difficult, but it's still okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, after the first three years of what we call junior residency as a medical officer, mm-hmm. you must, if you want to get into a specialty like cardiology, gastro, respi, or whatever, that's mm-hmm. where the competition starts lah, because it depends on the number of positions they have. Mm-hmm. Other residencies like surgery, pediatrics are all competitive for sure. But Mm -hmm. I have met quite a lot of registrars who are actually from Monash also. Oh,
3: okay. Yeah.
2: So, I mean, you just gotta keep trying. Okay.
3: That gives me Okay. Yeah.
1: What's the entry requirement based on? So, if you want to get into specialty, is that
2: your exam score? I think it's a bit different in in Australia. They place quite a lot of emphasis on your research, your paperwork. Here, it's quite different. Here is really based on your clinical performance. Mm. So um, how it um, how it works is that you submit your CV, you submit your references, and then you submit your your application. But the team will actually look at, for example, if I want, I'm interested in pediatrics. The team will look at my performance as a, as an intern and as a medical officer in the department. They will probably get feedback and all this, mm-hmm. and then decide whether they want to take me in. Yeah. And of course, I mean, research definitely adds a bonus point, but I would say that it's that clinical performance that is the biggest um, plus for getting into a specialty in Singapore.
0: When you mean clinical performance, what what is it actually? Is it like a senior?
2: For example, as an intern, how you performed. Okay. Um, during your, your four months in the posting, you know how are you and your daily work in your ward work? How is your knowledge? Because you're present, you are meeting a new consultant every week, right? To see okay. patients. Yeah. Yeah. How is your performance in calls? How is your you know relationship with your peers and all that Like,
0: how would they know all this? Like, is this recorded somewhere or how does it? Work?
2: Oh, okay. It's a very small community here, so usually the re- the, the 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 team choosing the residents are a group of consultants who will know all the consultants so they will definitely i think ask other consultants other registrars some feedback about the about the the applicant
3: oh okay
2: Uh, yeah yeah because it's such a small country right so in melbourne i think it would be different but i'm sure it's the same sort of um they'll definitely Try to get feedback, and you know, try to research up on the the, the patients' um, not uh, not, uh, not patients, sorry, the applicants' knowledge, and also the applicants like how they were as a intern la. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that,
3: that makes
1: sense. So in Singapore, do you get a lot of opportunity to to do research? You know, for those who are interested in research. Uh
2: I mean. Okay, the first year as an intern is very difficult to do research, to be honest, because you have no time. You go to work, you have your calls, you're getting adjusted to the way of life. Mm -hmm. So I didn't do any research as an intern. But as a medical officer, there are opportunities. You can always ask your registrar and consultant. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: So speaking of- I would say as an intern, like if you're working in Singapore, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: focus first, at least in the first six months, on like getting used to work here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then after that, you can think about research because if you're like, like getting used to it, struggling and then try to research, right, then it's going to be like nightmare lah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. I That's mean, like... life in, as a intern is hard enough Then you want to have some <laughs> research. <recess. laughs> so speaking of specialty, like, do you have any in mind?
2: Oh yeah, I'm interested in pediatrics.
0: Oh. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's a competitive specialty here. Yeah. Um, yeah, so.
0: so how's the progress going for that? Like,
2: oh, it's I guess it's okay. I just started as a like HMO equivalent, they call it medical officer here oh. in KK children's emergency. So, in Singapore, you cannot do emergency as an intern, only HMOs and above can do emergency. La.
0: Okay, could you, yeah, to us the ranking? So, how does it go in Singapore? So, intern, then what, yeah, kind of the
2: intern. Agency? And then intern is house officer.
3: Okay,
2: and okay. then um, HMO is medical officer. Okay. And then once you get into a program, like most programs are six years, right? The okay. first three years, I mean, you're a resident. La. The first three years, you're a junior resident, which mm-hmm. is the same. You're still a medical officer, like a HMO, but you're a junior resident. Mm-hmm. Then the next three years, when you're a senior resident, that's when you're called registrar. So there's no unaccredited or accredited registrar here. You are a registrar when you're a senior resident. Okay. Okay. So this is different
1: to Melbourne where once you get into the program, you're just called a registrar. Correct. Yeah.
0: Mm, Okay. Okay. That's interesting.
1: Yeah. So what actually made you interested in pediatrics specifically?
2: Oh, actually I was quite interested in since medical school already. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when I was like in Monash, I did like an elective back here in KK. And um, I just really like the scope of things you see and then um, the procedures you get to do. So it's quite fun.
0: Okay, that's nice. Yeah. So like, yeah, what decide, What made you go back to Singapore?
2: Okay, um, I think the biggest thing for me was family and friends.
0: Mm, yeah. So
2: I mean, um, for me personally, there are a lot of times where I definitely miss Melbourne. Mm. Like, the, the the drives, the beaches, you yeah. know, the, the dinners with friends there. And just, you know, the the, the freedom and the, the, the independence you get there.
3: Yes.
2: Yeah. But I think um, I don't regret coming back to Singapore at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because even though it's stressful, it really makes a difference when you... You know, you can come home and there's like a meal prepared for you. Mm-hmm. You know, you can come home, not worry about anything... Just, you can just revise or study and go to sleep. Mm. You know you don't really have much of that like like laundry la, mm. settling and stuff la, cleaning la, which is of course important like eventually you have to do it like, but yeah and then when it's stressful, especially during weekends and stuff you you know you have your family and you can meet your very close friends mm-hmm. who really keep you going la, which makes a difference to me yeah and it's just the convenience of singapore you know like anytime i can just after work go and you know eat somewhere and just chill somewhere
3: yeah true, true. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. so these are the factors that made me come back to singapore so i guess the main thing i would say is that if you if you are intending to come back to singapore
3: mm-hmm.
2: you need a strong reason also mm-hmm. you know to keep you pushing to keep pushing you through the the first year at least After the first year, life definitely gets better.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've just been hearing horror stories of how like life is hard in Singapore. If you're used to the life. Yeah, Yeah. but you've also been hearing
2: stories on the other side as
3: well.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean it's difficult, but you will get used to it. Everyone gets used to it, you know. I mean, till now, you know, even now, as like as a new HMO, it has been very stressful over the past one month because it's a as a HMO here like medical officer expectations are so high, you know, like like in the emergency department, you see patients on your own, you have to assess on your own, you have to do procedures on your own. And as a a medical officer or HMO, you can't really escalate everything also. So life is definitely stressful. But Melbourne also life can be stressful sometimes, I feel like. When I was there, it wasn't like super chill or anything. Like Mm. exams were stressful, uni was stressful. You know, managing your 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 household chores and work or stressful. So everywhere has its own stress, la wow. Yeah. It's really about like when thing when times get stressful, it's about finding that one thing that will, you know, keep you going.
0: Yeah. Mm, that's that is so, so well put. Yeah. yeah, that yeah that's so well. Put. What is that one thing in your life that can keep you? Through?
2: Family and friends, la.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's two things I can write. Cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now, to some fun questions yeah. what do you want to ask.
1: Well, do you, I mean, apart from medicine, um, mm. do you have any other fun hobbies or activities that you do to relax? You know.
2: Okay, I mean, now with COVID, you can't really do much. Yeah.
3: Yeah, but
2: yeah, I like to like dance lah. So when I get the chance, I do that with my friends. Mm. Yeah, so there's a good thing, you know. Whenever like after work, like I have like two very good friends who live very near me. Like literally, mm. it's a walk. So like mm. after work, like if I'm like if we have time, we always go and chill with chill at each other's house. Uh. You know, have sleepovers and all that, which is very fun. Yeah,
0: that's yeah. so nice. Yeah, yeah, that's great.
2: Nice. Yeah, everything. So is- I mean, I guess the thing is you will definitely hear horror stories because it's stressful right? the, the the thing is the reality is life in singapore is stressful no you can't deny that you know calls like sometimes during calls i just feel like why did i come back because you're in the hospital for like close to like 30 hours mm. you don't have much to you know you have to keep using your brain but you just at the end of it right yeah you just become a much better doctor
0: okay
2: yeah yeah in terms of your knowledge and also your skills
0: yeah i feel like as medical students now i don't really use my brain that much in like what rounds yeah what
2: you do is like you know write, write notes. notes yeah 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 here, here the thing is all the notes are on computer
0: okay
2: yeah That's yeah nice. so they expect your notes to be very detailed also mm. which was quite a shock for me because i did most of my postings in eastern right which is all like written
0: yeah, now yeah. they transit to, actually, EMR. Yeah, so they,
2: which is the, oh, okay. the medical
0: record. Yeah, but like... Do
2: they do, do they do pre-rounding there? No, that's... Not to my knowledge.
0: Yeah, I don't... Never really heard about yeah. pre-rounding. So
2: they, when the registrar and consultant rounds, that's when they type, lah.
0: Yeah, that's when they type, actually, yeah. yeah. it's
2: either, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Usually, the medical student, that types. I mean, if, if you are allowed, yeah, yeah. allowed to. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, that would be the moment we shine. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's the biggest difference, like this pre-rounding thing here. So you know they expect you to have a plan in mind already, and okay. overnight what happened to the patient and all that you have to present But you just get used to it, and after a while it becomes like a way of life. It's just like when you first move to Melbourne, right? Mm-hmm. It's difficult, right? Because you are you are away from your comfort zone, new environment. You have to make new friends mm-hmm. and all that. It's the same thing lah yeah so are you saying that when you're put to the challenge you'll just rise up and yes yes everyone everyone can do it lah. i don't think there's anyone i mean of course everyone struggles but everyone makes it through somehow yeah yeah Yeah.
0: could you tell us a bit about your any interesting call experience
2: yeah just
0: yeah just like for fun
2: Interesting call experience. Like, you said, uh,
0: like calls, usually you handle alone and like yeah. not much people. So like yeah,
2: oh, it could be like
0: so, yeah. anything that like pumped your adrenaline too much. Like, <laughs> like, you know, life. Or death. I
2: guess even my first month uh, in general surgery. So because general surgery, the HMO and registrar are in, are in OT, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, you can escalate to them but it takes some time for them to come back. So there was a patient with pancreatitis mm-hmm. who was like, Tachycardic. So I went to see. So when they're tachycardic, you do the usual, you know, ECG, cardiac enzymes, make sure the patient is not dehydrated. Mm-hmm. Then I gave like fluid boluses and stuff. And mm-hmm. like the, the the heart rate didn't improve. La. Subsequently, the patient became hypotensive also. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, panicking because it's my first month, right? Then yeah. of course, I immediately called my MO. Okay. And my MO actually came, la.
3: Okay. but
2: it was quite scary at that point because I was like, you know, very scared the patient will like, something will happen to him, mm-hmm. whether I did something wrongly and all that. But, um, other interesting call experiences is, you know, sometimes the nurses will call you for like, very minute things like, order Panadol, yeah. you know, oh. order like you <laughs> will, I you start with, <laughs> <laughs> the with, it will Frustrate you sometimes but, I mean, they're just doing their job. La. Yeah. Um. Then, um, other than that, on call, you know, you have to insert, like, when you have to insert, IDC is really the, like, indwelling catheter.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, it's really damn sien, because, like, you to, um, female IDCs, nurses can insert, but male IDCs, only doctors can insert. Oh,
3: okay. Yeah.
2: So you have to go there and insert. And it's very, urinary retention somehow is very common in Singapore. Hmm. So you'll end you'll end up doing like in your intern year at least at least hundred IDCs lah.
0: Oh okay wow. Yeah. That's
2: and okay. then another thing is ABGs. So you know how in Melbourne ABGs they don't do much. When I was there, I read I, I think I only did an ABG once or twice. Okay. Oh. But in Singapore, ABGs are very common.
0: Oh okay. Very
2: common. Yeah.
0: And as an intern, are you expected to like like do that as well?
2: Yeah, yeah, of course.
0: Okay. You're
2: expected to do and run it yourself also.
0: Wow.
2: Interpreted obviously.
0: Yeah. Well. I've never yeah. done ABG here. Like, yeah. even the interns, they're not really that well-versed with ABGs. Yeah,
2: yeah, correct. So if you get a chance, I would say just try to do it. Because here it's very common. Like, if you have a patient who desaturates, you have to do an ABG.
0: Okay. I see,
2: I see.
0: Okay. I uh, these are more common. Yeah, I think just they usually do ABG. Yeah,
3: uh, correct, yeah. So
0: for
1: our pre-clin med students, ABGs are your arterial blood gases and then your VBGs are your venous blood gases. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be accommodating. Yeah, yeah, of
0: course. Yeah, everyone's listening to the podcast. Yeah.
1: Absolutely.
3: Uh,
0: So,
1: actually, I was really interested. uh, You brought up this point, and you said that you were really unsure when you saw one of the patients that you talked about in the first case that you said. So that's actually a common thing a lot of med students face when they're going from med school to um, internship or as a doctor. um, You know, feeling um, you know like imposter syndrome, feeling that they're being inadequate. How did you overcome it? Uh, You
2: know, is this a common feeling? Mm. Um, yeah, i think okay. everyone feels that way it's normal like my first call i was like really so scared mm. yeah but it really comes with experience mm. and after a while things are very standard like for example chest pain is the usual you do your ecg chest x-ray or cardiac enzymes you know mm. Then if you have like for example a patient who's suddenly delirious it's the same thing you do your blood make sure your bloods are not deranged, make sure there's no constipation, bowels are clear, there's no urine retention. Mm. And then um, if it's like hypotensive, your main aim is to bring the BP up, right? So mm. you have, if let's, say, if let's say you can't get the bloods, just give the fluid bolus first. Of course, you have to check whether the patient has heart failure and all, right? If the patient has heart failure, you cannot like give like a high fluid bolus. So, these kind of things, it really comes with experience, alright, and um, it's useful, especially in your final year, to actually follow, like, I think in, in Australia, there's like night shifts
3: mm-hmm.
2: where the interns are also expected to do all this, mm-hmm. so it's useful to follow all this and try to get well-versed with it, lah. because in final year, you have not you have no uh, major exams. Yeah. That's one thing I regretted, lah. you know, I think I enjoyed too much in my final year, um, yeah but it's okay you should enjoy because you'll never ever get the chance in your life again oh, <laughs> yeah and then just try to like you know get well-versed with things and it comes with experience
0: yeah so like just as like a ending question i can't we come to the end of this podcast mm-hmm. sadly uh so let's say if you were to go back to your year five four three like what would you have done different like doing like, go after having gone through all this experience as an intern, like, what things would you do differently? Or what things you thought, like, you might have done better?
2: Okay, so I guess um, maybe I would have studied a bit more in fifth year. Because huh? what happens is, uh, in, in Monash, your, our fourth year exams are what? Your ONG, your uh-huh. P, yeah. your GP, like- your Psych, right? But as an intern in Singapore, you don't do psych. You oh. don't. You might do ONG, okay. um, depending on if you're a third posting, or you might do PITS. But okay. even the PITS, I think in Melbourne, the PITS, um, when I was in fourth year, was like, we learned a lot of buzzwords. Mm. Uh, exam and all that. Here's very different, like... You, and the things you see are also different. You think see a lot of things like Kawasaki disease and all that. So...
0: um, Singapore or...?
2: Yeah, Singapore, you do see. yeah, I mean, not very common, but there is. So the most common things you have to know is your gen med. You need to know your general surgery pretty well. So because I think that's one thing that was not um, taught much when I was in Melbourne. In third to fifth year, like general surgery, like about drains, different types of sutures, how to manage like high drain output, for example. So mm-hmm. GenMed and gen search, your knowledge and principles are very important for intern year here. Lah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Because, you know, in fourth year, you focus so much on like memorizing all the like women's stuff, all the psych stuff. Mm-hmm. But in fifth year, you still should try to like focus a lot on your gen GenMed, general surgery stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, if you intend to do orthopedic as a posting here, that's another post. I mean, I didn't do orthopedic, but my friends who did orthopedic said that, you know, uh, because we didn't get much orthopedic exposure in Melbourne in terms of exams right it's important to also read up on those like, yeah but gen med and gen search is important because it's compulsory as a posting here in Singapore yeah, yeah.
0: okay yeah, yeah. that's okay. like yeah that's so much
2: thank you so for much time. good
0: advice thank yeah, you so much it's been amazing actually <laughs> yeah
1: um, I mean uh, do you have anything else to share with our
2: medical students for listening to this well, all the best. Hope you all push through, you know, this COVID situation. Mm-hmm. And wherever you work in Melbourne or Singapore, um, you just need to try your best because it's going to be stressful everywhere. Uh, whether you, when you start off, when you transition from one year to another, when you try to get into a program, when you actually get into a program, you know, it's all... The whole, as a doctor, life is not easy. Lah. So you just got to... Keep trying to
3: push through. Mm, okay.
1: Yeah, that's very well put. Yeah. Thank,
3: thank you so Gandhi. much.
1: Thank you so much oh, for taking oh. time out of your busy schedule. Yeah. I know you just had a night shift, and you still made it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thank, got you
3: got
0: thank you so much. Okay. With we are ending the podcast. Thank you so much. thank you guys, we will meet you with the next podcast, like part two, See on you soon. the Australian side. All right. See ya.